0: For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. Today's Ministry 127 podcast is on unusual increase with Pastor Doug Fisher. Pastor Fisher has served faithfully for many years as the pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Lemon Grove, California.
1: We know that God gives the increase, but I want to give you an aspect of increase that uh, probably is not talked about a whole lot. But it's a biblical principle that sometimes happens. Look at Exodus 1, notice verse 11, therefore they did set over them taskmasters to, would you say the next word, say it, afflict. Would you underline afflict? Because afflict means to give continuous pain and grief or distress, to give continuous pain, grief or distress. So they put taskmasters over them to to give them pain and it gave them great distress and Notice verse 12, and this is a key verse. The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Have you ever noticed in your churches where you seem to be growing, seems to be like a lot of individuals get afflicted? Now talk to me a little bit. This is not a dead session. Am I the only one that when there's an increase going on in the church, it seems like three or four of your good members are going through something? (laughs) And then somebody else comes to you and they need to see about this and then then some and it's almost like it's a full moon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like what just happened? <laughs> And you can see the increase going on, but there's a lot of, a lot of peripheral things going on too in individuals' lives. And when it says they afflicted them, the more they afflicted them, I want you to remember that they were afflicting individuals, and the more they afflicted them, it just seems to be like the more that they begin to grow and God gave the increase, look at Acts chapter 8 of familiar scripture, Acts chapter 8. And just, just so you see it in the old and the new, Acts chapter 8, and praise the Lord for increase, but sometimes I... We think about, boy, are we ready for it? Are we ready to handle the crowds? But I wonder sometimes, am I ready to handle the affliction? Yeah. And notice chapter 8 of Acts, chapter, uh, or Acts chapter 8, verse 3. And as for Saul, he made havoc. Would you underline the word havoc? Havoc is a tumult, turmoil caused by evil zeal. The word evil is in the definition, havoc. Tumult or turmoil caused. And the more he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and, and notice individually hailing men and women, committing them to prison. You know, there's a whole lot of tears going on here. But notice verse 4: therefore, you know the scriptures, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word, you know, there was an increase going on. Even in that great tumult and that great turmoil and when there's evil zeal going on and there's no doubt grief going on, I I just, I I, I picture mothers crying. I picture husbands in great distress. And even when that's all going on, God is giving the increase. Now, I'm going to say it again. Am I the only one in here that's a pastor, a missionary evangelist that, that you watch? Missionaries, you watch that it seems like sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when there's an increase going on, it seems like it's counterbalanced in some way, shape, or form by havoc, like turmoil, like, like, uh, like, uh, like great grief and pain and distress. And may I say, it even can come in on us personally. I wonder sometimes, now, now I'm not God, but I wonder sometimes if he looks down at me and says, Doug, I'd like to give you the increase again. But you seem to be complaining a whole lot about the affliction. And I need you to, I need you to embrace that part of it that comes along with it before I can give you more. You're you're, you're down there saying, Lord, help us to win souls, help us to increase, help us to grow in in quality and quantity and, and depth. But when I start doing it, You come back to me saying help and I want out. Am I the only one that's ever said I want out? You're looking at me like, okay, you're still young then. You haven't got to the I want out phase yet. And maybe you'll never get there. There's a percent of you that will look at me and say I'll never get there. But some of you have been there and will be there. I want out. Like today. And then if we got out, we'd be saying tomorrow I want back in. So the concept is this, sometimes with increase comes this affliction. Would you agree that Acts 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 in there, boy, are they increasing. Man, we we talk about New Testament church growth. But let me just point out a couple scriptures. Look at Acts chapter 4. You're doing great. Acts chapter 4. And notice Acts chapter 4, verse 18. Acts chapter 4, verse 18. They, the they there, Acts chapter 4, verse 18 they thanks for turning there they is uh, in verse number six annas the high priest caiaphas john alexander they are all the ones that help put jesus on the cross they called them and commended them commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of jesus and notice verse 20 uh, they said we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard and so when they had further what say the word threatened them. Now, I just want you to see this. While this increase is going on, the leaders are getting threatened. And you may say, what's the big deal? Wait till you're threatened. Wait wait till it comes. But it doesn't stop there because you say, well, was there increase going on? Verse 29. And notice how they responded. And I wish I responded more like this. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness, that That they may speak the word. So they come back to the Lord and said, they're threatening us, so grant us boldness and God fills them. Why? For more increase. But it doesn't stop there. Look at chapter 5. And notice verse 18. Verse 18. It's the same high priest, the same group. Verse 18, chapter 5. They laid their hands on the apostles this time. And notice they put them in prison. Now, I've never been put in prison for the gospel. So they they threaten him, and now they 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 up the ante a little bit, and they put him in in prison. But notice the angel of the Lord shows up that night, and he opens the door, and he tells him, "Now hey look, I'm going to open the door." He says, "Now go stand and speak in the temple." And there's an increase, brethren. I don't know about you, but uh, this thing is creating quite a quite a drawing of a crowd. But there's things the leaders are facing behind the scenes. Verse forty, verse forty, and to him they agreed and. Notice what they did next when they had called the apostles and what? Say it. Indeed. Beaten them. They were threatened and they put in prison and now they're beaten. And brethren, I, I I just don't think we understand really sometimes. They were beaten. And then they commanded them again that they shouldn't speak. But look, look what happened in verse 42. So, so they just decided, well, daily in the temple we're holding church. And now we're going into every house. And they didn't stop from teaching. I'm saying while the, while the increase is going on, there's affliction going on with leaders. It doesn't stop there. Look at chapter 12 real quick. Chapter 12, and we'll get off this in a minute. I just want you to see the principle. Chapter 12. So we had uh, this conflict of affliction and, and havoc. And, and notice the word that's used in chapter 12 of Acts. Chapter 12, look at verse 1. Now about the time, that time Herod and the king stretched forth his hand to what? Would you underline vex? You had havoc. You had afflict. Here's a vex. Uh, Vex just means to bring great trouble to. He begins to vex certain of the church. Who do you think he's going to vex? Yeah, the leadership. So he kills James. And then he took Peter. And you know what he was intending to do with Peter. But look what happened in verse 5. And if you don't get this, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but... The church got busy praying for him, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church and to God for him. If you're, a, if you're a church leader, missionary, I'm going to tell you one of the best things that you can do is, um, is thank the people for praying for you. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, prayer is more important than money. Money can't buy your way out of three o'clock in the morning when your brain's working overtime. All the money in the world can't help you right then. Do you know what I'm talking about? Some of you don't. Some of you are looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about when you wake up in the middle of the night fretting, worrying, afflicted in your mind, partly because of ourselves, partly maybe because of principalities and powers, partly because a member said they're leaving and they're not getting fed. Come on. But don't take it personally. (laughs) Come on. Amen. We're leaving the church because the church doesn't care about us. But don't take it personally. I don't know about you. When somebody says the church doesn't care about it, I'm thinking about me. That's right. Yeah. You're right, preacher. I mean, that gets to me. I know it shouldn't, but that, that can lodge in there and, and not go away for days. Depending on how long you known them. Depending on how, how close you were to them. Am I the only one that gets that? But sometimes, doesn't that come with the increase? Like God swaps people out and gives you more. That's right. One leaves that you didn't know was causing division. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I got liberty. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Amen. And you start searching your prayer life. What did I do different this week? What did I do different this week? What did I do different this week? You know. And it wasn't you that did need different. God just removed a hindrance that we didn't know. We still all right? Not everybody leaving. Well, let me put it a different way: When somebody leaves, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it is, but not always. We just can't see it. My point is that when when this great growth was going on, by the way, verse twenty four, while this was all going on, the word of God grew and multiplied. Yeah, so I want you to do this now. Would you look at Matthew 4 and Luke 22? While there was great growth going on, there was also this concept that affliction can come. Matthew 4 and Luke 22. And I want to give you something maybe a, a little practical, and then we'll jump into something, and then we'll go eat. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, Luke 22. With growth sometimes, with increase, can come this affliction, this havoc, this, uh, this vexation, if you would, these, 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 these problems jump up that are beyond. Matthew 4... And Luke 22, in Matthew 4, you know the story. Verse 1, Jesus was led of the Spirit. Where? Right into the battle. Man, right into the wilderness, right into the devil. And I'm not going to go over the whole battle, but I want you to see when it was over, verse 11, then the devil leaveth him. But I want you to see what happens after that. And behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Have you ever thought the Lord God, the Father could have just put his voice out of heaven and said, good job, son. This is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. But may I say to you, that voice was for those that were with him. God, Jesus already knew the Father was pleased, but evidently the Father knew that Jesus needed something. He could have dropped manna down from heaven. He could have had ravens bring it in. What do you mean? Jesus was hungered. After 40 days, he was hungry. You say he was God. He was hungry. You're
0: right. right.
1: And God sent angels to minister to him, which I'm speculating there was food involved. (laughs) There was comfort involved. And the Father just didn't drop it down out of heaven. He sent ministering spirits. Now, I want to make this statement. I'm not saying he's going to send angels to you. But he sent agents, someone to help him. Come on, is that right? Look, if you're good, one more time. Look at Luke 22. Luke 22. It's the other time where he goes into this this great affliction. He was he was afflicted. Fasting is calling called in the Bible affliction. He was in great pain and suffering during that fast against the devil. Look at Luke chapter 22. Look at verse 42. You're doing well. You know he's in the garden. Look what look what he says. Luke. Twenty two forty two, 42, and the first thing he says is, Father, it's a prayer, he's talking to the Lord, he's talking to the Father, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me, you know that, nevertheless not my will be done, he's talking to the Father, and notice verse 43, and there appeared an angel. Now, I'm not saying angels are going to appear to us, but evidently when he said Father, the Father said, I need an angel to go down to my son. I want some agent to show up. And I want to strengthen him right now. Brethren, I know we sometimes get it from the Word and we get it from the Holy Spirit. But isn't it good when sometime God sends somebody to us? And what I'm saying is, I don't think God the Father could have sent a human. They were asleep. But even if they would have woke up, what are they going to say? They don't even know he's going in to die. But the angel shows up and it says, an angel from heaven doing what? Saying? Strengthening him. Evidently, when he said, Father, and he knows the struggle, evidently, he didn't ask for it, but the father said, you know, I need an angel to go down there and strengthen my son right now. And then the next thing, he prayed more. So God the Father sent an angel to strengthen him to pray more into more affliction. All right, what's the point? brother? every once in a while in our affliction, we read the Word of God, we get something out of the Word of God. But uh, I want to say that if we're in the increase, look up here, if we're in the increase and there's afflictions going on, and sometimes it's amongst the people, but sometimes it comes upon the leadership. That Once in a while, I think God um, does something to help us in an unusual way. I want, to about, I want to take about 10 minutes to show you just an Old Testament example. Look at 2, 2 Samuel 15 and Psalms 55. 2 Samuel 15 and Psalms 55. And this will kind of be maybe now where we're going as far as just the concept of unusual increase. The increase comes. The afflictions might come. Many times they do come. During the Lord's affliction, He sent angels to minister to Him. I'm not saying an angel is going to show up. During His affliction in the garden, God sends an angel to minister or strengthen to Him. And I just want you to see somebody that we would think highly of. 2 Samuel 15, Psalms 55. I want you to think we're about just for David for a moment, and uh, David's going through one of the most toughest times of his life. And would you agree that David's kingdom was characterized by increase? Uh, if you've ever studied it out, he went from four hundred to when Joab numbered. Joab stopped at numbering one point five million men. It's in Chronicles, and he didn't. That was the men in the ages of war. He didn't. Nom- I'd say from three hundred to one point five million men, not concluding. Women, children, all the rest is pretty good growth for a kingdom. And we don't know how far it went. But I want you to see David just for a moment in one of his most afflicted times. It's when Absalom and Ahithophel are after him. And notice verse 30. Stay right with me. And David David went up by the ascent of Mount Olivet. And notice what's going on with the leader. Notice he wept as he went up. Had his head covered. And notice, he was barefoot. And all the people that was with him covered every man his head. And they went up weeping as they went up. Now, just try to put yourself in it for a moment. And then, while he was walking up there, one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators. Stop right there. Put Put your finger right there and go to Psalms 55. In Psalms 55... And you can read this later. Psalms 55. You're doing well, guys. Look at verse 12. Verse 12. It was not an enemy that reproached me. You ever been betrayed by somebody within? I'll ask you again. You ever been yet betrayed by somebody within? He said, it was not an enemy that reproached me. He said, if it was an enemy, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou a man, mine equal, and here's the key word, my God, my guide, remember his counselor, mine acquaintance. Brethren, this wasn't Absalom, this was Ahithophel. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. This is, this is Ahithophel, his trusted counselor. You say, what was David feeling in verses 12, 13, and 14? How is he feeling? Look at verse 4. Back up to verse 4. You're holding your place over in 2 Samuel. He said this. David says, my heart is sore pain within me. Have you ever had that? To where your heart just hurts? The terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. And horror hath overwhelmed me. What was he thinking? Oh, that I had wings like a dove. You say, what does that mean? I don't get the old English there. He wanted to to run. Verse 7, Lo, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness, he wanted to run. Verse 8, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. There was a tempest going on in the city. He was trying to protect the city. Man, he wanted to run. And may I say to you, while he's walking up the hill weeping and barefooting, this thing is overwhelming him, especially when he finds out that Ahithophel has turned on him. Now remember, David was always seeming in an increase, but go back now to 2 Samuel 15, and there's affliction that's going on, is what I'm saying. There's turmoil, there's havoc, there's vexation, there's, there's grief, there's pain. Look at verse 31. Stay right with me. We're almost there. And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And notice what David says. O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel, in the foolishness, don't stop there. And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mountain, where he did what? Worship. Right in the middle of this affliction, he worshiped God. Behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him. And boy, Hushai was all torn up. And notice what David said. He's thinking about it. David's got his mind on Ahithophel. David's got his mind on Ahithophel. And David said, watch. He says to Hushai, If thou passest on with me, if you come with me, you're going to be a burden to me. But... I got something I need you to do. If thou return to the city, say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been for thy thy father's servant, so will I now also be thy servants. And look what he says. He's got this thing on your mind. Hushai, then mayest thou for me. Would you underline for me? Would you do something for me? Hushai, would you put yourselves in harm's way for me? Would you go back in there and for me, would you defeat the counsel of Ahithophel? Now it's interesting. David's praying, he's walking up, and he's saying, Oh Lord, defeat the council of Ahithophel. Why? Because David knows Ahithophel is wise and he knows a whole lot. And when he sees Hushai, he says, I got something for you to do. Would you do something for me? Brother, I gotta tell you something. There's nothing like somebody being with you yes. when you're going through it that you can trust. That's right. Confidential. Yes. Won't tell anybody. They don't go home and tell their wife. Yes. They don't go tell their brothers. You can talk to them and you know whatever you say to them is going nowhere. And look up. Sometimes you just need a sounding block. That's right. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to to hear yourself think. Just to make sure you're not going crazy. And what you're saying is, you know, I just need to talk this thing, talk this. Do you do that or not? Am I the only? And you talk and you know they're going to be confidential. And then sometimes they'll say, you know, I think you're okay, preacher. I think you're thinking right. And what I tell them is don't be a yes man, though. Don't just tell me I'm thinking right if I'm not thinking right. Because I'm bouncing off of you to make sure I don't get in trouble with the Lord here. I'm trying to discern so I don't do it carnally what to do. You still with me? Some of you are looking like Amen. stares, like you don't know what. Oh, you'll need a friend sooner or later. Right. You'll need God to sh- have an agent come to you. And I'm not talking about an angel. I'm talking about somebody flesh and blood. You say, why, why Hushai? Well, would you look down at Hushai, who he was in verse 37? So Hushai, David's what? Bread. Bread. Would you write that down again? Would you say it again? David's what? Bread. So, so David's walking up the hill, weeping and barefoot, and he's thinking Ahithophel has joined them. And man, everything topped off. He's already destroyed his mind as far as by his son Absalom, who he loved, turned on him, stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He knows there's a division between Israel and Judah. The schism has been there a long time. And he's going, my kingdom has fallen apart. I've got to get this thing out of Jerusalem. So Jerusalem doesn't come to the edge of the sword. He's walking up weeping and barefooted. Lord, would you defeat the counsel of a hit Ahithophel Hushai comes by and David says I want you to go in and do it I need your help I need you to do something for me Brethren have you ever had somebody take care of something that you couldn't take care of yourself I know we're supposed to be able to take care of everything but brethren there's some parts of my personality that don't do well yeah. <laughs> and it's good when somebody else does it that can sleep at night you know what I'm talking about or not I mean or you just don't have the wisdom to do it or you're not in the place to do it or if i will if I do it it'll look like and it'll cause collateral damage because i'm the pastor, and if they think I did it it's going to cause. Collateral damage with this, and I need to keep myself neutral. Look up here, but I need to have this thing done. You say, it's almost like you're scheming. Look, David prayed and said, Oh, God, please defeat the council of Ahithophel. He doesn't know when he comes to the top of the mount. Here's Hushai. Waiting. In place. Let's call it the divine appointment. The friend's there. And he says, Hushai is my friend. I can trust him. Hushai, you're influential. Go back in. And I need you to defeat the council of Ahithophel. David is more concerned about Ahithophel than he is Absalom. Because Ahithophel is the brains behind this operation. Come on, are you still with me? And I'm talking about this, this is an attempted kingdom split. This is an attempted church division. This is something destroying the increase. You still with me? This is somebody trying to get you out of your mission field. Yeah. This time, somebody trying to ruin you in, a, in your town. Yeah. Spread rumors and gossip about you and just ruin you in the church, or if it, it's within there. And maybe say, I haven't been through that yet. I hope you never go through it. Man, I, I'd like to hear 30 years from now. Never, never face that. But a good percentage of us have and will. And it'll be from within. And it's so nice when you're just walking up and you don't know what to do and wow. Hushai. Would you do something for me Hushai? You're more of a burden to me here but if you'll go back in there and fight for me and the only thing I want you to do it's not fisticuffs I just want you to use your influence. You still with me? You say what's this like? To me me, it's like angels ministering to the Lord. (laughs) It's like an agent showing up when I need it. Yes. It's like, it's like uh, when David's in the wood and Jonathan shows up to strengthen his hands in God Amen. against his own father. You Say say that again. Amen. The father's chasing his friend. And Jonathan's got a huge dilemma going on and Jonathan shows up to strengthen his friend to help him to avoid capture of the father. Right. David's father Saul. But the friend shows up. Do you ever have a friend show up? Amen. By phone? By email? By letter? Confidential? David needs Hushai. Let's, let's finish it out. Because look at chapter 16. Finish it out. I'm sorry. Chapter 17. Thank you. Chapter 17. Verse 7. Underline it. Verse 7. You're doing great. We're almost finished. Verse 7. And Hushai said unto who? Oh, now he's in it, man. You say, wait a minute, stop right there. Hey, he goes right in to the the one trying to split, to the one trying to take over, to the one who's been working, and he's going to go in between these two guys, Absalom and Ahithophel. Hushai says to Absalom, the counsel that Ahithophel hath given is not good. Oh, now he's in the breach. It could go either way. I'll let you read this sometime, but look at verse 14. And Absalom and all the men of Say it. Israel. Oh, you ought to mark down Israel. It didn't say Judah. It said Israel. Because there's a split between Israel and Judah going on. David's of Judah. All the people from Judah are with David. He's going right into Israel now. You say, I don't get that. Read it. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The council of Hushai the archite is better than the council of the Ahithophel, For the Lord hath appointed to defeat the good counsel of Hithophel to intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. What are you saying? Right there, it all turns around. And David's prayer is answered, but God uses an agent, a friend. Don't you feel supported when that situation finally gets taken care of? And you thank the Lord, and you hug somebody that's been with you through it. I gave you a case in point. Uh, ten years ago, I went through a depression. I know you're not supposed to say that, but I did. You say, don't say depression. You were just discouraged. It was a depression. When you're discouraged for eight months, that's a depression. You're right. It's okay. I mean, I was down, crying under covers. There was a pastor that called for me. A couple, but one specifically. And he called. I didn't know this till much, much later. And he couldn't get a hold of me, but he got a hold of my wife, and he talked to my wife. And then, about four months later, he called again to get a hold of me, and he didn't get a hold of me, but he got a hold of my wife. Now, listen carefully. My wife told me years later, and my wife was the one who really saw me cry under the covers. And, That's right. I cried on her shoulder so much. And you say, you're not supposed to do that. She's my wife. You can't hide it. She was made to specifically get ready to let me cry on her shoulder. We didn't know that when we entered in. And she said one of the biggest things that got me through, which, by the way, he called to encourage the encourager to encourage me. And my wife continued to encourage me. No, I think you'll come out of it. No, I'm insane the rest of my life. I don't think I'm coming out of this thing and boy, I'm sorry and I'm sorry and I won't go into the whole thing. But she said two phone calls from a man helped me. It was the man that preached this morning. Bobby Robertson. And we don't even hardly know each other. I don't, I, 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 I've seen him a few times. I've heard him preach. I, I can say, hey, Brother Bobby, how you doing? You say, Brother Doug, how you doing? But I've not spent a whole lot of time with him. But somehow he heard. And you see, years ago, he went through one because of some situations. And he called for me, but he got a hold of my wife. And he spent a half an hour on the phone with my wife both times. I didn't even know about it. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying he called and helped someone who was encouraging me. Bobby could have called me and may have not been as much of an encouragement as him encouraged my wife who was right there. You know, uh, don't be alone in this thing. I mean, trust somebody. You say, I trust the Lord. Okay, I got that. Trust the Lord. Yeah, I do too. And, and I need scriptures, I know. But, brother, sooner or later, it might be that you say, Father, if thou wilt, let this cup pass from me, like, in season, out of season. Yes. And when you say that, okay, God may not send an angel. But look up here. He may send somebody your way that you need. Because in increase, there are sometimes vexations, afflictions, and havoc. And please look up here. And sometimes it comes in on us. New Testament church growth. Okay. Threatenings, imprisons, beatings, and finally they killed one of them. And they intended to kill another. While that's all going on, everybody's excited about church growth. How are you doing? And if you ever have somebody that has been a friend to you, then I want to say this to you. you might be called on by the Lord to be a friend to somebody else. And you better keep confidential. And it's not a passing thing. And don't judge him. Somebody didn't judge you. Uh, A brother is born for. And it says a man that hath friends must show himself to be. How about on that level? I'm not talking about shaking hands. I'm talking about crying with him. And then it says there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. We say that's Jesus. I know, but maybe sometimes we need to be a friend that sticketh, stays with somebody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on Unusual Increase with Pastor Doug Fisher. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this ministry127 podcast.